Soldier, is that you? He scratched his head nervously through his hat. He had a low-set forehead and wore a woolen cap with a few greasy curls peeking out from under it. Now, Major Crollo may have had a small head with limited neurons, but he still knew that the shadow hadn't been cast by any of his soldiers. Everybody was talking about it. A mysterious shadow that moved around the treetop in the evenings. Nobody knew who this furtive person was, but it was as if he or she was on guard duty. In public, Crollo refused to believe this story. Instead, he made himself look even sillier than usual, with pathetic remarks such as, What? A shadow? At night? Ha ha! But given his problems in the past, the Major was scared of everything. One morning in bed, he had tried to squash one of his own toes, mistaking it for an insect sticking out from under the sheets. Soldier! he shouted, trying to convince himself. I know it's you! If you move again, I'll impale you to the branch! A cloud of fog rolled over the Major, and in the freezing dark, he felt a hand on his shoulder. Eek! Crollo turned his head sharply and bit into flesh. The Major prided himself on his exceptional reflexes, and it was certainly true that he hadn't wasted a second in attacking his aggressor's hand. His speed was impressive. But he had made a simple mistake about which way to turn, and he felt his incisors sinking deep into his own shoulder and hitting the bone. Stupidity on that scale really is a form of genius. Crollo let out a raucous cry and jumped in agony. He landed at the feet of an odd character in a bathrobe. It's me, only obliging with your respectiness. It's me. Am I scaringly you? The newcomer bowed, lifting the hem of his bathrobe. It's me, Clotty, he added. Crollo bared his teeth. Soldier Clot, he exploded. Don't be afraid, Major. Afraid? Who's afraid? Not me. Please to forgive the meddling of my curiosityness, Major. But why did you eat your own shoulder? Crollo pointed threateningly at Clot. If you mention to anybody that I was afraid. The Major was still down, and the blood from his wound had painted a red epaulet on his coat. Clot bent over and held out his hand to help Crollo get up again. May I have the honor of helping you? Clot tried to comfort the Major by patting him on the shoulder, but he clumsily slapped the wound and Crollo turned white with pain. The Major's strength was running out, so he spat at the soldier to keep him at bay. Clot leaped sideways. He was saddened by his superior's lack of education. The soldiers figured that Crollo was an overgrown bully, but Clot saw him as more of an overgrown baby. What Clot really wanted to do was stick a pacifier into Crollo's mouth, make goo-goo-ga-ga noises, and pat his cheeks. The Major contemplated the soldier's outfit. What kind of a get-up is that? A bathrobe, Major. And that? He pointed at the pair of slug slippers the soldier was wearing on his feet. Clot suddenly became coy. Slipperties, Major. You what? It's the middle of the night, if I'm not abusing you, so I put on my slipperties. It's just that I was a-sleeping when you called.
I didn't call you, idiot. Go back home. Clot heard the butterfly flapping in despair and leaned over to take a look. The major blocked the way with his arms. What do you want? I can see something moving over there. Mind your own business. There's an animal stuck in the sap, or am I mistaking me? What are you doing here, Clot? Are you looking for trouble? Well, as it happens, speak, Clot whispered. It's because of her. Her? Her again? roared the Major. Allow me to be sharply spearing you the details. The prisoner is asking for the great candle-bearer. What for? For her hot water bottle. The great candle-bearer is asleep, barked Crollo. I'm not going to wake the great candle-bearer up for a hot water bottle.